Welcome to Verbal Art, a podcast where we talk about artsy stuff in different locations. Yeah, I think this will be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, it's recording. Uh, welcome to Verbal Art with Senja Ram, where I talk to creative people I know about their works and the places the works are in. Um, today we are here with Hilda Kara. I can't roll the R. And Philip Lernhammer. You guys can maybe say hi and quickly introduce yourself. Hello. Hello, I'm Philip. Um, and um, where are we? Uh, right now we are in my studio in um, an area called Roihupelto in uh, Helsinki. In East Helsinki. East we are. Helsinki, yeah. Yeah, and this is a little bit funny place, right? We, we are in this industrial, um, it's not a car park, but like industrial compound. Yeah, källare. What is it in English? Like it's a cellar. Like, yeah, we're in a basement Space. space, yeah. but the whole weird little place is this industrial area where... There are all these like weird buildings and weird things happening, and one of them is that there are a lot of art studios. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There is maybe about 30 artists around here. In this house or in the whole compound? In the whole area. Oh, or maybe more even. Maybe. I think maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also where our school used to have sculpture department before it moved. Um, and yet this is your studio, Hilda? Yeah. And you share this with one other person? Yes. Maybe you guys can help uh, bring the listeners into the space. So like, just explain, like describe how it looks where we are. Here is a sofa and it's three-seated sofa. And in the corner there is a pillow and on the sofa is also a book. And there is a painting mark on the sofa that's uh, lila. Purple. Purple. Mm-hmm. And over the sofa is a photograph made by my colleague. Uh, abstract noise. Which is also kind of purple. So it matches yeah. the painting spot on the couch. Yeah. And there is a um, coffee boiling machine that's on, um, and a water boiler that doesn't work. <laughs> and a big mattress is here also. <laughs> yes, actually, I didn't even see that until right now. It's a very big mattress. Yeah, it is. Do you, Do you sleep there? No, I moved, so I was supposed to trash it somewhere, oh, so okay. I okay. just came here with it. Mm. And um, this is not your studio, Philip, no, no. but you brought some works for us to look at today. This is a little bit special episode because um, those who have listened before will know that usually I go to people's exhibitions and we sit in in the exhibitions and talk about how the works are displayed. And I was supposed to go and see this duo exhibition that Philip and Hilda had last month, but busy schedules and um, chaotic lifestyles. So I didn't actually 
managed to go and see it in time. And then I was supposed to visit it on Zoom while I was in Copenhagen over the holidays. But then I partied too much and was sleeping when I was supposed to do that. So we forgot to schedule it. I think everybody forgot about it. Yeah, we all forgot about it. Yeah. So we made an appointment and we all forgot. So no one felt forgotten, I guess. So that's really good. So now Philip and Hilda had like assembled a selection of works from the exhibition on the carpet here on the floor. And so they are going to explain to me about the works and tell me how the exhibition was. So we, we're going to be talking about this space that we're in, but we're also going to be talking about the museum or gallery space that the works were in. And now we have a selection of the works here too. So we will make do with what we have. This is like a hybrid episode. Mm. But it's like the space here is quite industrial. It's like, and even the hallways and stuff, there's so many exposed water pipes and copper pipes and electricity. And then the toilet down the hallway, I realized when I was there, you look up and then there's this hole in the ceiling and you can look like there's a whole floor of just this empty void of... Yeah. Pipes and stuff yeah. is pretty oh. trippy. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, no, it's just I, I don't know. I always try to help people be with us where we are. Mm. Mm. Um, but maybe let's talk about your works. So, what was the exhibition called? Uh, outside was a circle. Utanför fanns en cirkel. Oh yeah, so you are both Swedish, but living here, do you have like Finnish ties or relations or why are you in Finland? Well, I don't have any Finnish ties. I studied at Kova. Uh, I applied to um, schools in, in Sweden, but I didn't made it to any of those schools, like university level. Um, art academies also. Art academies, yes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got into, um, I got into Bergen, Bergen uh, in Norway, and then I got in here, and I decided to, to go to Kova, and uh, uh, that was in 2014, I think. Mm. And since then, I, yeah, I've, I've stayed here, and um, it took a while for me to to write the final um, master thesis, but uh, I finished uh, it in in um, well two years ago now. It's already been that long. Yes, yes. Oh. So. And now you're just gonna stay. Yeah. I think so, uh, for now. We will see what happens, but um, yes. And this was the, it was Hilda who, who invited me to this show, um, which we had at a gallery called uh, Gallery Tila. Which just means gallery space yeah. in Finnish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Kuva just means picture in Finnish, and it's like the short name for our school, the art academy here, Kuva Taida Academia, the Visual Arts Academy. Mm. Um, 
And but you have Swedish, but are you also Finnish? Or yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, Finnish roots, but my parents moved to Sweden in the 60s, end of 60s. There was a big uh, move movement of people moving to Sweden from Finland. So my parents was in that group. <laughs> so yeah, then I moved back to Finland seven years ago or back. I yeah. don't know if it's back, but <laughs> if it feels like that, then yeah. I guess it is. <laughs> now we were mostly here during our semesters, so I had some connection to the country, but um, I was curious on the Finnish aura, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so so I stayed and. Yeah, I moved back to Sweden in between and just didn't feel like I was home hmm. because I was just longing for my friends in Finland. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, so then I applied to the academy and and I was there for some years, three years or something. But you also went to Sweden to exchange studies mm, in, in, yeah. at the Royal Academy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was studying there also. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that happens. I also almost went to Copenhagen for exchange oh. at one point, but yeah. then all this pandemic happened and then I was in lockdown in Copenhagen and mm. I felt like I had already been on exchange then. Mm. So, mm. It's great for the connections to ex to have a change in one's own country. Your own country, yeah. yeah. But also, I think people just do it because then they they get a little bit homesick or yeah. they yeah, get definitely. curious. What mm. if I had studied at home? Mm. Or, yeah, mm. yeah. For yeah. me, it was really mind blowing to study in Stockholm. Like, I got a lot of new friends, and the context was really nice. Even it was a bit elitistic, but. We made it punk. <laughs> <laughs> and so this exhibition, was it the title in Swedish or in English? Uh, both. Or we had it like in the invitation, we had it in three languages. Yeah, because mm. for those who don't know, Finland has officially two mother tongues. So there is this like... Um, the Swedes kind of built the civilization here back in the day and so mm, then the Russians came later and stuff but there's this whole history of like Finland and Sweden and so even though it's a very small percentage of the population maybe five percent that has Swedish as their main language here it's still an official mother tongue so in Helsinki, all the street signs and all the station names in the metro and stuff, it's all in two languages, in Finnish and in Swedish. Yeah. 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 Um, and you can, if you're lucky, get service from the service in Swedish also. Are you supposed to get it? Yeah, I got my bank uh, and insurance papers mm. and stuff in Swedish, which helps a whole lot when you're a Danish here. Yeah. It's so much easier. Also, the service, like if you call to the social service or something like that, you're mm. supposed to get Swedish service or an unemployment uh, office also. Mm. It's in Swedish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been there. 
Yeah, not in the east of Finland though. In the east okay. of Finland, they're so far away from mm. from the west coast. So oh, okay. Yeah, there isn't like they don't really do anything in Swedish there. Okay. But um, okay, so the exhibition was a lot of drawings, right? Like, how many in total? Uh, maybe eighty, about eighty drawings. Yes. Okay. And was it like equal that you'd made 40 each or how no. did you? Mm -hmm. No, we we worked separately and uh, kind of came together in the space and uh, hanged the drawings there, mm -hmm. like jamming kind of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we wanted to make, uh, I mean, a drawing exhibition. That was like the, the starting point, I think. Um, because I I have been drawing uh, like a lot um, ever since I was a kid, um, and I, I when I went to Kova I was in um, I started in in the printmaking department, mm. and then I moved to painting and struggled a lot with painting and um, as a medium or as the yes. department. Uh, as a medium, okay. Yes, um, but the departments are very different, also. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but um, yeah, I wanted to 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 give painting like a a, a shot, basically. <laughs> but um, yeah, but then then um, yeah, after during Corona, I was I came back to drawing like uh, basically when I when I was about to graduate and. Uh, um, um, yeah, and we, we, I didn't know so much that you, Hilda, was drawing at the same time. That, like, we were drawing, like, but, but we didn't really know we were both drawing at the same yeah. time at the time. <laughs> and then you kind of contacted me, I guess. Yeah. And uh, showed me your drawings and... Like, I hadn't seen so much of your drawings before. You were posting them a lot on Facebook. Mm. I remember seeing all these drawings popping up, and I was like, yeah. oh, Hila has something going on with <laughs> yes. this drawing series. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was really very frequent that you posted yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I like them a lot. And I wanted, of course, to have, like, an exhibition together with, with only drawings then like that's something I have had in mind since before also mm. and uh, yeah I think it's like kind of I mean some people have said it's quite like it's not so common maybe that that uh, you only show drawings like in an exhibition I think Often when I see exit gallery shows that are only drawings, they are like selected group shows where if drawing has been like the common denominator right, right, right. for, and then it has been curated as that, as a group mm -hmm. show about drawing as a medium. And then it's like with a lot of these interpretations of what a drawing can be. Yes. But no, maybe not so often that like one or two artists show a massive collection of drawings. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I'm not a painter. I'm not really a drawing person. I also don't see that. I don't go out to so many shows that show only these things somehow. Yeah. 
Maybe there are a lot of shows. Maybe there know. are. Maybe <laughs> I just don't find them or right. look for them. Right. But so, okay, so they're created separately but in the same time period? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah. And then. Uh, well, actually, yeah, maybe. I mean, I should say I started during Corona, like 2020, I guess, but most of these are actually from like. Um, well, 2022, basically, like last year, I didn't like uh, in in like that. That's like what I did that that year, basically. Okay, just drawing. Yes, drawing. And was this after you had been told about the exhibition that you started drawing yes. for the show? Yes. So are they a series, like all of them, or? I think so. That they are. I mean, I work kind of like. Um, what should I say? I I draw, <laughs> I do the drawings a lot, and then then uh, the the team of the exhibition or like some kind of um, yeah, like uh, coherence or something that that came later. Yeah, I was just like uh, pouring out stuff mm. basically. Did you have a theme for the exhibition? Uh, no, actually not. We didn't discuss no. those terms at all. What about the title? Outside was a circle. Yeah, uh, that was title from one of your drawings, I think. No, it's it's not from the drawings. It was kind of like just um, something before I asked Philip. I had the the title in my mind, and then we but we discussed to have something else as well. But then we ended up with the outside was a circle. <laughs> yeah. Does it mean something? Uh, for me, it means kind of like, or for me, I don't know about you, Philip, but uh, for me, it's like I'm thinking about gatherings. Mm. So, um, kind of human gatherings, and that they are outside, outside. <laughs> mm. So a circle of people. Yeah, a circle of people or even animals or hmm. personalities or um, yeah. yeah. It could mean a lot of things. Yeah. I've been also uh, thinking about the title and yeah, we also made some posters um, for the exhibition which was just like um, circles basically, and, um, but um, mm, they were like hand drawn, right? Right, right. I really loved right. that that they were not mass produced. Like each right. poster you had like physically drawn and a unique circle on them. Yeah, Philip did them. They wow. were really beautiful. How many did yeah. you make? I don't know how many. I did some like the last days of the exhibition that <laughs> that we didn't even manage to put up, I think. But uh, yeah, it was maybe like a bit combination of like time constraint, also like that we didn't have time to 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 print out mm -hmm. stuff. But uh, I mean, so I, they were all just handwritten. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's nice. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we we I mean, yeah, it, it somehow. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of drawing, of course, in this exhibition we had, so... 
We thought it would suit, sense. I guess. Yeah, it made sense. Yeah. I would think it takes longer time to hand write all of the posters than it does to print posters. Yes, <laughs> yes, but we didn't have access to, to the print lab or what was it? Yeah, we don't, oh, we, we were, didn't. We, we are a bit and... disorganized yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about this kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> Maybe next time there will be some. But prints. we never hang up, or there was some posters are still here, like we didn't hang up them at all. So. Yeah, but it's nice. It's like memory. Yeah. But uh, okay, so let's remember that people listening have no idea of right. what it is we're looking at. So maybe um, you can like explain mm -hmm. wh how the drawings look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can explain your own or each other's, however you want, but... Mm -hmm. Yes, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's but part then, uh, of the exercise right. is like learning how to describe things for mm -hmm. someone who doesn't see them. Mm -hmm. Um, well, if you look at, if I start, yeah. mm -hmm. um, well, basically I've been working with uh, a very small uh, size and these are made, uh, it's drawings which are uh, made in like small sketchbooks. It's like postcard size. Yes, postcard size. I don't know what is the exact uh, Mm. measurement but no. like they are they are small they are postcards basically mm. and uh, I did them um, also that was like also something I have been writing a lot in like I've been doing a lot of like writing diaries and stuff mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, during my whole time I've been studying basically uh, and uh, I like the format like of a book that you, uh, you know, uh, it's like physical and you, you kind of, you can put image or, or text or whatever in there. And um, I started to also experiment with uh, um, dry pastel, which is like, uh, basically, yeah, what it sounds like, it's like, um, kind of like pure pigment, not not very much like binding material in it. Uh, and they, if you draw on it in a sketchbook, it kind of like, after a while, when you have been working in the sketchbook, like they start to, to color each page, like as a kind of like mirror image. It's a little bit like crayons, but then yes more powdery right? right that's a good description yeah. yeah yeah so you get all this excess like a pow colored powder a in, lot. in your notebook a lot which gets really messy after a, a lot while. yes okay. and i've also been <laughs> doing most of them like lying down in bed actually so okay so um, your bed has been full of uh, colored yeah, powder yeah I, I start to think that i actually got some like kind of allergy there at the oh no <laughs> i don't know if it's so healthy but um i thought it was interesting because like uh, i don't know i'm interested about um like uh, what should i say like uh, a bit like uh, um that the images can transform themselves. Like you don't really know what's gonna happen on the on the opposite page. So do you only draw on every second page to like avoid mixing? Yeah, kind of, 
Kind of, yeah. But then you have these ghost images, like right. these natural printmaking yeah. happening. Yeah, it's a little bit... Uh, oh. I mean, it is, it is printmaking. Okay, right? so Philip mm -hmm. just uh, pulled out one which is like a double page thing and I thought it was two separate drawings mm. that was like mirrored but this is actually the ghost print of right. the other side it's very strong mm. I mean it just looks like you has you have drawn the same drawing with different colors mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the orange has become yellow in the ghost print mm -hmm. and the green has become like weak green mm. yes yeah so all of these are Pages from notebooks. Yes. Is it only one notebook or several? There was a lot of them. But they're all the same size? Uh, no, actually no. They are... I experimented with a lot of different papers and a lot of different like qualities of the mm. papers and stuff. And that was also part of the like experiment, I guess. But you have now ripped out all these pages of the notebook? Yes. <laughs> How did that feel? <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, um, it took a while to, to, to like find the courage to actually rip them out. I, I got so like, <laughs> I was so afraid that they would like, you know, because it's also this like dry pastel. It's fragile. Uh, it's very fragile. Mm. But uh, eventually, I think like one month before the exhibition, I, I ripped them out and then I also framed them. So they are... It's not only only drawings that you see here, it's also, well, uh, different kind of frames. Yeah, they're all framed. They're all framed, yes. In these like pretty deep frames where it almost looks like they're in some kind of glass yes. uh, vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a bit... Uh, some I have done myself, some my dad... You made them? I have made some. And my dad has also helped me. Oh, it's their homemade. Yes, yes. And oh, that's really cool. Some of them are black, some of them are gold, yeah. some of them are white. Some of them are... Uh, some like uh, khaki color. Uh, I don't know what to call this. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, so they are, they are basically like... It's all basically old frames that mm. has been put together. And so you framed them for aesthetic choices or because they're fragile? Um, both, but I, I think the framing part is very important for me somehow. I think mm. that they um, they are also quite like the, the, the motifs that you see here are, are quite like, um, what should I say, like dense or they are quite like... Yeah, there's a lot of color happening and there's there no, a lot of happening. no yes. white space in any of them. They're completely filled. Yes. But then you have framed them all with this white passepartout, is that what it's called? I think. Yeah. That like there is the white um, yes. space around the image. Yes. So it kind of yes, I think it it was important for them to like be able to breathe a bit, maybe. Mm. And all of yours is also framed, Hilda. So yeah. is that a decision you made together that like we frame everything or nothing or no, we had actually, a, or I had a big uh, drawing on the wall that was uh, not framed. Yeah, that's right. And um, 
No, we didn't discuss framing actually. It was up to each other, each mm. each one how to as I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. But you both framed everything. Yeah. Okay, so Basically. it's a little more coherent. Mm. Was it like ripping off the band-aid that it only took one page of a notebook and then the rest was easy or was it that it became like progressively easier the more you ripped out? Well, at the start I had like, I don't know how many notebooks I had. It was like seven or something and I just put all of them, you know, on the floor. I have some pictures of that and I got like, oh, what I have, what have I done? Like, I, I it was too much, like, uh, <laughs> um, so it took a while to make a selection, I guess. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so what have I done? I filled seven notebooks. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it took a while. I had to to make a selection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I cannot believe that you ripped them out of these books. Actually, I mean, I I understand for showing them, but the feeling of when you I don't even draw really, but still, when I fill the last page of a notebook, and I'm like, then it's kind of a work in itself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really like this complete wowness. Yeah. I could just say, I if yeah, uh, like I did also this, like here is like this was like a kind of like um, I'm showing here now. Um, uh, basically, this is like a, this is the notebook that I have. You framed I the have whole a, notebook. I have actually framed the whole notebook, but I have this is actually a bit. I made a, it's fake. Like I ripped them out, but then I made like a. Put them back together. Put them back together. So it's like a kind of showcase of the whole mm. notebook. So this is what they looked like. So you're showing here like the notebook is open and we see like two drawings yes. in the notebook. Right. Which they have not initially been next to each other like this, but they kind of fit. They with have, each other. they have. They been, have been. Yes, you can see the Oh I can see the yes. bleeding, but these are two different drawings then that have been bleeding into each other. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Maybe you can explain what is on them so people can see with right. us. Right. Well, there is a lot of uh, figures. The, the one we are looking at right now, the open notebook page. Maybe this one. Mm. Well, uh, at the left side you see a person lying in bed. And there is like uh, some cables and stuff uh, in front of the person. And on the um, right side, there is a uh, other other figure mm, <laughs> posing. And um, is she pulling up her skirt? Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, <laughs> this this was a bit special drawing, <laughs> but um, mm, yeah. I thought that the mattress was floating in water because the the floor is blue, oh, and I thought that like I that, thought yeah. the cables were like um, the like water swirls. Right, 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 right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, th that one I haven't um, thought so much maybe about like what what it could actually mean, but I think it, I called it uh, the title was like the fool on the hill. Okay. Do they all have titles? Mm, mm, like maybe half of them, I think. 
I uh, I've been think I was thinking a lot about titles, but it's very hard I think mm. to put titles on stuff. You have a lot of people, so a yes. lot of them are portraits of people. Right. Maybe you can like choose uh, some to to some. Yeah. Maybe this one. Yeah, mm. that one is nice. Yeah, that one is called Man with a Black Rabbit. Yeah, so it's a man, it's a yellow man on an orange background and he's wearing white clothes and then he has a very large red, black rabbit. Yes. It was actually, uh, I take uh, inspiration from like all, all kind of uh, sources, I guess. Some of them are from from photographs. Some are like just my imagination. But uh, that one specifically is. Uh, uh, it was actually. I, I I browse like the the internet a lot, and this now during this war time, I've been. I don't know if it's so healthy, but I've been looking at these like telegram channels and what's going on with the well with the with the with the ukraine russian war mm. so that was uh I think that was like a soldier from the war, and it was like a portrait of of a soldier holding a black rabbit, and I just thought something about. You know, I mean, I, I've seen that a lot in, in this kind of social media that the, the, they depict like soldiers are there. There's quite a lot of animals in, in this, uh, um, what should I say? Portraits. Portraits. Hmm. And um, yeah, I just thought something about like. Also, in, in I have read that, like in previous war, that you know people treat like animals almost like more valuable uh, than than humans in war sometimes. Like um, I mean, it's 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 strange somehow that you can like <laughs> have this kind of like sensitive or like image when you actually know what the, the soldiers are doing. I guess mm. so. That was somehow. The starting point, but I guess you can interpret it as you want. Mm. So, are they all real people that you have like um, been inspired from and kind of um, portrayed, or are no. like they from? Are they from your imagination? Most of them are actually. When I look at them, they are. That was probably the only photograph. So you selected a really <laughs> special one in the bunch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's mm. talk about your drawings for a bit yeah. with that. So yours are also framed, but they are larger and they're all black and white. Yeah. Uh, or like pencil colored. Yeah. Gray. Mm. Um, yeah. This is... Um, They are framed also in sheep frames from a, a place called Brusta. It's a Swedish company. Mm. And they cost maybe 5 euro each or something, 4 euros. And I like the sheep 
frames. <laughs> and um, they look a bit cheesy because the price on the drawings is pretty high. So people maybe think like uh, the contrast is high. Um, yeah, I make these drawings from my head. Um, are they a series or are they separate? They are separate. It's like every drawing is an event which I create. So they have also titles, every one of them. What do you mean with event? Maybe maybe yeah. show us one. Um, here is one um, with a field, a football field or tennis court or something like that. And there is an ambulance and there is a horse lying down there, very small horse and the field is bigger than the horse and there is uh, one person crying on uh, their knees and then there is three people watching the horse. What so is the drawing called? This is called the horse. Okay. Is the horse dead? It's a question. Okay. It's in the middle of an uh, event. It's funny you say that the horse is very small, but like I would say maybe it's the ambulance that is very small because the ambulance is almost smaller than the horse. <laughs> <laughs> or the court is maybe gigantic. The court is quite large. The yeah. fence is very tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I create kind of this kind of events where you come in the middle of the event and you kind of are supposed to be questioning what's going on and be a bit engaged. That's what I like with this um, uh, making drawings. It's I was hoping when I was posting on social media that people would discuss them more and mostly it's my mom asking what does it mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you then um, explain it to her? Uh, no, actually I don't. <laughs> I just say it's a drawing mom to calm her down. <laughs> but uh, maybe she's the only one who is engaged and really like kind of asks questions about the drawings. I think maybe people just don't use Facebook so much anymore and the parents that are on Facebook are the ones who still use it in the same active way that the rest of the people did 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that's also nice uh, crew to get uh, involved in what the drawing is about, I think. <laughs> they also have a lot of time with their... Yeah. So, and they finally figured out their smartphones. Yeah. My mom is playing Word Feud with all her friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mom is uh, like in a... Um, cows if she can't enter Facebook. So she calls me and... What have I done? It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. yeah. Can we see one more? Another situation? Yeah. Here is a. This has a black frame and it's a smaller drawing. Yeah, because most yeah. of them are A4, right? Yeah. And this is actually a notebook page as well. Yeah, it is. But larger than Philips. Yeah. <laughs> this is maybe two postcards. Yeah. 
I usually go for this size because the really small ones they annoy me if I have to sketch or mm. yeah, I don't know. You need to be very skilled to be able to make something figurative, I think. So Philip is Yeah, you are fitting a lot into very small format. Yeah. For me, it's like a compromise because smaller means yours are so small you can actually have them in your pocket, like mm. a, your coat pocket or something, which is wonderful. Mm. A book that you can fit in the inner of your coat pocket mm. is just amazing. Yeah. But then the larger ones are better for drawing, I think. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, uh, this is all. Uh, there is like a figure here, or yeah, a figure, a Christmas tree. A table and it's a room and on the on the um, wall of the room there is a framed picture and it says the naive is latent mm. and then you can also watch into the kitchen from this room and um, this figure looks a bit scary it's like dark and really strange you don't know why it is there i mean is it fur or clothes it's wearing like a black tent almost or yeah. something but i can't it looks a little bit like it's fur and also it mm. has horns which makes me think that it's like an animal figure mm. it's a little devilish is it supposed to mm. be like a devil figure or demon um it's uh, maybe christmas demon okay yeah mm. <laughs> the Christmas tree is also very skinny and gothic looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the important here is the naive is latent, that the naive is staying forever. And then the, I think like being afraid is somehow naive, but also it can become latent. So... Um, being afraid is not so rational. I mean, so I I don't mean it's not it's not naive, but it's out of the rational box. Mm. So, um, so is that the title of this drawing? Yeah, this is the naive is latent. It's like um, yeah, it's the title of this work. Mm. I also feel that you you in many of your drawings you kind of like morph the space in a way like you um, which I really like like I mean perspectives comes like a little bit from all over the place mm. yeah like, like, like that table for example there and the see. detail that there is this small door on the wall where yeah. you can see look into the kitchen and it's quite yeah. detailed this kitchen yeah. yeah but it's still in the background mm. yeah but it kind of resonate with the with the text and also I think that mm. I mean um, yeah I mean it feels like you have like you, you don't uh, you have like become free of this like uh, uh, you know having like the the right perspectives and these kind of things mm. yeah I don't like to mesh, mesh measure stuff so yes. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think I don't know even how how mm. to do it right. No, how to make correct perspectives? Yeah, no, yeah. you just like have free hand and they're all pencil drawn, right? Yes. Do you measure stuff? No. Do I you don't. like sketch? 
Or do you just do them freehand? Uh, what do you mean? Like, do you first create a pencil sketch and then start no. coloring after? No, I, I do them like in, in uh, one go. Okay. And yours are also just like one go, right? Yeah. How yeah. long time do you each individually approximately use on a drawing? I know you can't maybe say that it's the same for mm. everyone, mm. but like maybe there is a difference. Like Maybe one hour. Okay, for one drawing. Yeah, I think so. Do you work on them in several rounds or do is it like one hour and then it's done yeah it's one hour and then it's done and it can it can suck <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> uh, it can be like usually there is a conflict with the drawing like it's like um it can irritate me but it's done it's created and it's like um now it exists and there's nothing yeah, to do about and that. And I need to just be be the mama of it. <laughs> so do you have the conflict while you're making it or afterwards? I think during also, uh, mm. but... Uh, or it's like a struggle, it's like because the material is having its own way. Mm. So the lines are never like... Sometimes just like here is a carpet in this drawing mm -hmm. so sometimes it just by accident some objects appear and i'm like oh i carpet is born <laughs> it's like it's not like um always planned what's gonna go on what is the event in the picture like. so in this picture we're looking at it's like a big hand like an arm coming out of the empty space and holding a small chair from a window from a window there's yeah. a either the chair is very small or the arm is very large and so the arm is coming in through the window and picking up the chair or putting it down we don't know and then there is a carpet with a pattern and then it's quite gray you have somehow like mm. uh smeared all the gray charcoal, charcoal everywhere yeah. so what is this one called um that I don't remember actually. <laughs> hand then maybe the hand. Mm, okay. And the carpet was an accident. Mm, I don't mean this carpet is accident, but sometimes some some uh, objects that are in the drawing just appears for me accidentally. Mm. I don't remember the, how this carpet was born, but um, I also don't plan so much what is the event it sometimes just like creates itself like oh the arm is from the window and the window <laughs> like appears after the arm and it's not like I'm not planning the drawing mm. so so how do you start I think in this drawing I started with the charcoal just making the whole paper gray and mm. I had then erasing the arm is erased so ah oh, so that has also been gray yeah yeah mm -hmm. so then i because i was interested in light mm -hmm. so how light is created or how i could create light so do you correct so, a lot like because you say that you have a conflict but then you have to just accept them mm -hmm. but you are drawing with like pencil and charcoal so mm -hmm. you could like control it a lot mm. so do you yeah. do that do you like edit yourself or not so much 
Mm. I try not to edit too much. Is your process different from this or similar? No, I can relate a lot, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I also, most of these I just start somewhere, usually with the figure. Mm. And then the, then the surroundings or the situation yes. kind of comes around it. Right, right. Because you also are like somewhere in a bar, maybe, or in a restaurant, or mm. uh, f I don't know. Yeah, a lot of them are sitting with like food and beverages in <laughs> front of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we noticed some actually similarities. I guess mm. like we, we, we started to think that, or we noticed that uh, we are drawing a lot of these uh, uh, like interiors, I guess, or yeah. like. Um, you know, uh, what should I say, like domestic spaces or mm. something like kitchens and... Uh, but I, I think I also draw... I, I want to... Uh, like I wanted to, to anyway... I, want to, I wanted to like in, keep them somehow in, in like, what should I say, reality or like a, lit, a little bit of everyday life. I think Hilda... You have also been uh, thinking about that sometimes. Mm, yeah. Like uh, that was, uh, yeah, that that was something that that, that I think our our like um, picture worlds share maybe. Yeah. So they are mm. very like um, mundane situations. Some yeah. of them are well, I don't know, like a sick horse and an ambulance and stuff. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, so they much, they get a bit they space <laughs> out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I wouldn't call them like every day. No, and there's like devil uh, figure in the right. Christmas room. Mm. But they're maybe morphed mm. realities mm. because yours also are like red skin color, green skin color, or like I don't know. They are like they're also not so realistic. You know? Yeah, no, no, for sure. But I think there's kind of which I lack in my pictures. There is a stillness in. Philip's works like there is like it feels like still pictures mm. while in mine it's more like a movement a hand but you also ambulance. you phrase them as events which is a very yeah. particular word to choose mm. for your drawings and you did not call yours events mm. no <laughs> I don't know what I would call mine but mm. but um, yeah I think one 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 thing that I thought was like uh, uh, kind of like a, um, a freedom for me to make this series now uh, was that there are so many of them and I have had like trouble to maybe mm, you know like settle on one one particular. Uh, thing or something like I have been watching also a lot of like movies and and this uh, kind of thing so I, I can I could view them as like like um, um, a series of, of I mean I guess you could call them events but mm. Mm, I mean, maybe maybe they are a bit more still. I Susan. think yours feel more about the characters. They're very like portrait posed. Yeah, a lot of yeah. them are posed like a portrait. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. I, I have uh, that's like 
what I have been doing for a long time, mm. painting um, faces. And I think faces are very, like, endless. Uh, you can do them in so many ways. Mm. And um, I think faces are the hardest thing to draw. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really a challenge. Hands. Hands, yeah. Hands, hands are the hardest. <laughs> like but yes. just like, yeah. downright the hardest thing right. to draw a person. Yeah. yeah. I have heard bikes are pretty hard to draw. Bikes are also yeah. hard. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's very hard yeah. to remember how the frame actually looks. <laughs> yeah. But of a person, I think the hardest part of a person to draw is hands. Or maybe mm. ears. Ears are quite difficult also. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's like I think it's something that's. Uh, I mean, I I don't I don't uh, aim to make it like realistic, and I don't think you are either. Like, no, it's like no. It, and it's like not the point. I no, I would say I don't know what the style is called. If you use like art language, but but definitely none of you have a very uh, naturalistic or realistic right. uh, line to it. No. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You studied film also, right, Hilda? Yeah, I studied in a time and space department, so I'm a master of time and space. Which is also what I'm going to become when yep. I finish. Yep. But did you, you also studied in other schools? Yeah, I've been studying documentary movie making and um, uh, art and... and um, yeah. So yeah. right, writing also. Right? Writing, yeah. yeah. So yeah. do you think that your drawings or your events mm -hmm. and these situations with a lot of like happening, do you think mm -hmm. that's inspired from that, that you maybe mm -hmm. um, are giving us like situations that could have also been like movie scenes or mm -hmm. written, you know, like in medias res, okay, we are in this situation, what is happening? <laughs> Uh, definitely, I would say like I had a episode where I was thinking in movies and in my head and also writing manuscripts and making movies that moved and like fiction and documentaries and then but by time the picture just becomes more and more abstract and more and more still. And at some point it was just blurry and with sound, which I liked very much to make sound. Mm -hmm. And the picture wasn't even uh, figurative, it wasn't showing anything, it was just a blur or a feeling. I thought it was a feeling, but like people were asking what is this and I was like <laughs> it's a circle or it's a form or it's a... Yeah, like I was really... I thought I worked with feelings, but uh, then I don't know if it really um, was uh, perceived as feelings. So then I started drawing and then I felt just like drawing is like, wow, it's really powerful medium and mm. I can make the movie in one frame I can it doesn't even need to move because you can yeah. have movement in the still yeah, yeah and it's like 
Yeah, the event is now just like this. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to write the manuscript so much anymore. Mm. But I also work with different mediums. This is not. This is just a part of what I do. See, is it a new thing with the drawings for you? Or? Mm, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't, uh, or I have been drawing not like Philip from my childhood because I couldn't, or I I just imagined I couldn't draw. So it was a really challenging for me to start drawing, and I was like, "Wow, this is so hard!" And until you decide that it doesn't have to be in a specific yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I realized during the making that it doesn't need to. It's only me and the drawing, and I challenge myself in this. Mm. So. Yeah, I I can relate a lot. It's, um, I never thought I could draw. I was drawing as a child, but I was not very good at it compared to some of the other children. And then when I became old enough, I realized this and I kind of just stopped because I did not have the temper to practice something long enough to become mm -hmm. good at it. And for many years, I thought the drawings had to be really realistic and look like in a very particular way. And then when starting art school in the very beginning, we had all these like um, very like beginning of art school intro courses where you do all these art exercises, which is exactly what you're supposed to do your first year in art academy, I think. And we had some drawing exercises with this performance teacher called John Cord. Um. Yeah, he is wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had this one exercise where two people had to... Um, we had these small pieces of like carton or cardboard, uh, like palm sized, like postcard sized. Mm -hmm. And then we had to, two people hold two of these between our hands. So we were like, like our hands were together, like two high fives. But then we had these pieces of like a stiff paper in between. Yeah. Then we had a pencil each in each of our hands. Uh -huh. And then we had to draw mm -hmm. with okay. both hands. At the same time, while holding the papers, ah. it's like, and then we had to move around in the space. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if people can understand the ones who are not seeing my hand gestures right now, but it was difficult. So you're not drawing with two hands at the same time while also holding the paper up as like between two high fives, and the person on the other side of the paper is also drawing on their side. And then you also have to move around in the space. Mm. It's a little bit like this game where you have to hold a, an orange between your forehead with another person yeah. while dancing. Yeah. But this was then drawing. And during that game, with my left hand, I'm right-handed, but with my left hand, I drew the best drawing I have ever drawn in my life. <laughs> and it just came to me. So I realized that day I can draw, but only with the wrong hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came naturally. Yeah. And it just gave me so much because this like revelation that like I can draw yeah. something that I can be satisfied with. Mm. But I had given up on this mm. for my for the rest of my life. Yeah. I thought drawing, no. Yeah. And then one teacher gave us all notebooks and then I actually started sketching a lot for like when I make sculptures or installations or like spatial productions. I actually started like sketching more than I have ever done before. I used to make concert light shows. I have even sketched out some scenes for light fixture programming mm -hmm. and stuff. So 
wow, art school sometimes classically works. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> which is really nice. But I have yeah. not gone into it like you to to explore it as like this whole uh, expression. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's something like, um, or for me it was refreshing because I was so into making movies and um, performances and thinking in those um, mediums. So starting to make drawings was kind of like a really refresh, fresh start and I always admire other works when they are doing something for the first time, their first movie or mm. their first, the engagement of uh, making something for the first time. I really love that kind of aha uh, experience when you listen to the person who is so not into that which you know so much about and then just this I, I love this kind of like mm, yeah the um, the fresh excitement yeah. of someone who is just discovering this world yeah yeah and now yeah. you've got to be this person with the drawings yeah 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 <laughs> I wouldn't say so um, so did it also start during COVID times? Yeah, yeah, it was during COVID times. Yeah. So was it because you were home in lockdown that you couldn't work mm -hmm. with your other things that you like grabbed whatever you could? No, I had a camera and I had a microphone and such um, from the school, but uh, I didn't use it. And it was really, I was interested in the city kind of like how it looks when it's locked down mm. and no one is supposed to be on the streets and I was like imagining going to to film it but um, I didn't do it I was uh, at home and drawing fictional drawing. situations <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah that's interesting mm. uh, so did you two ever work together before or like is it is this the first collaboration you have done? I know it's not a collaboration, but when you make an exhibition together, it's a kind of collaborative process. It's the first time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we have been thinking maybe to, to, to like, I, I, at least I would really like to have, like, do this again. Like, it was really fun to mm. do this, I think, and uh, like, I mean, maybe also to show, yeah, drawings like in, in a group exhibition or something like that, together with somebody else also. Yeah. So maybe you can um, explain me and the listeners how all of these were exhibited, because now on the mm. floor you have chosen to keep them very separate. So. All of Philip's work, selected works are here on the left side of the carpet in front of where Philip is sitting and Hilda is sitting in front. Yeah, of, we didn't uh, have so much time. To, this gray to selection them. over here to the right. Yeah. So mm. was this how it was hanging in the exhibition also, like separate? Or? No, no. They, they, we decided upon, um, um, it's called like saloon hanging. It means that it's like um, a little bit like all over the place. 
It's so, the old school way of showing uh, art, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I would is say it? because it's from 1800 century. It's old. <laughs> I just had exhibition studies and we learned that this is um, before galleries and museums when art was shown in like um, art dealer salons yes. and yes. then all the patrons and art enthusiasts and people with money yes. basically were invited to come and look at the art and so the walls were filled with paintings from floor to ceiling. And yeah. The people, the most prominent artists got the eye height mm. uh, oh. and all the lesser known artists had to be like up under the ceiling where people had to like almost stand on a ladder to be able to see mm. their works. Yeah. So obviously they didn't sell as much. So yeah, this where the walls are like plastered in, yes. in works like this. It's the, the old art salon style yes. and yeah. then galleries came later where the works actually got like to breathe a bit. Mm. Yeah, we we discussed also the classic way of hanging like kind of just give them some air and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you said nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we needed to... But we didn't, I mean we didn't have First of all, we didn't have enough work to fill all the the walls of the gallery. Like, so it didn't look exactly like. This is a big this, gallery. Um, it's like, I mean, it's not super big, but um, I don't know how how. Maybe I don't know fifty square meters. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, but I mean, my mine works are quite small and. Uh, so we did we we kind of like improvised it on the spot mm. and made some like i mean some a little bit like un, unconventional mm. uh, but they were we hang them like in like some like uh, ladders almost like at one wall i think yeah they were quite they were like lumped together right like yeah. little clusters and yeah. like fairly close yeah. to each other but yeah. we wanted to and high up yeah. and also low down. Also, oh, people had to like bend down yeah. or stretch Squats up. And, uh, yes, it was for the it was for the kids. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also like when people have to like engage physically a little bit with the space mm. to be able to experience what is happening. Mm. Mm. But for me, I don't know if I liked. Then finally, we were guarding the invigilating the. Uh, exhibition and somehow the, it was very passive the space there mm. what so, do you mean? so kind of like just like how people just enter and look and exit mm. so it was for me it was an experience like which I want to take further in my next uh, pro projects to to work more with the space, I think, to mm. make it active somehow. Or okay, so you want to try and make it less passive next time? Yeah, yeah. I do you have so. strategies planned for how to do that? No, not. Uh, I'm just in the thought process of that. Mm. I yeah. mean, we had one idea that we would hang your drawing like from the ceiling. Mm. Uh, in the like, so it's hanging in free space. Yes, I yes, have experimented yes. with hanging video like this. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind of yeah. bring it out, but then we we kind of settled on this uh, 
hanging and I think it worked out well anyway. Mm. And what was the gallery called again? Tila. Yeah, true. And um, Space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's right across the street from Gallery Huto, which um, listeners who have listened to all of the episodes will maybe remember that I talked to Sasha Pasha, uh, Sasha and Pavel Rotz, and they had their show in Huto. So there is one episode where we describe that gallery. It's a different gallery, but they're in the same street, almost right across from each other, and they have the same floor. Yep. So there in that episode, we talk about this like red and white tiled floor, and the gallery you exhibited and has the same. Which, so I think hanging the pictures in this like, in these square grids on the wall almost, like it mimics the floor quite mm. a bit. Because mm-hmm. the format is almost the same size. And yeah. Did you think about that when installing? Like, did you know beforehand that that was going to be a thing or you didn't consider it? Or... <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I, I didn't think about it, at least. I don't know. Did you think about it? No, it didn't affect the hanging so much, I think. But I like it. I like mm-hmm. the floor. I don't know what, the, what is... It, it's some... It had been some what, what did um, uh, Sade say? It has been some like old milk uh, factory or something. Yeah, milk. I think shop. Or milk something. shop. Yeah, yeah, milk shop. Someone said that all galleries that has this kind of floor has been milk shops or milk yeah, yeah. so there's been two milk shops competing on each side of <laughs> yeah. the street and they could like look up over yeah. to each other and be like oh they have maybe more there was worse than me I, there was like cheese and something like b- big things in a huto gallery yeah, yeah because like that's quite how were there <laughs> they, <laughs> they were maybe they produced the milk <laughs> yeah. on the back side i don't know <laughs> No, that's funny. Mm. Uh, and so you are yep. the one who got the exhibition there. Yeah, yeah. Was it an open call or how did you get it? Uh, no, it was through my cousin uh, Sade. Um, she was asking me to exhibit or if I wanted to exhibit. She was not asking me to exhibit. She asked me if I want to exhibit. And um, then I asked Philip if he wants to join. But you didn't know he was drawing? Yeah, I have seen Philip's uh, works before, so I knew the kind of um, feeling and um, atmosphere of his works, and that's maybe what I was chasing. I didn't know if uh, it w- what form it would be in, like, and mm. we didn't discuss it, and Philip just called me in the summer and said, I have done some works, do you want to see? <laughs> and then he, we went to a cafeteria and he showed me his, his very small books and I was like, okay, this looks great and interesting. Mm. And Yeah, I took a break from doing works for quite a long time, actually, like, well, during Corona, basically. After graduating? Yeah. So this, also this exhibition, uh, yeah, it's like, it felt like a a kind of new start for me or, or, and, um, but, um, 
Yeah, I think also that's that's maybe like why I why I wanted to do it like these small works. It it felt like a bit safe somehow. Uh, before I've been draw uh, painting also like quite big uh, paintings, but um, and also I think I have not been working so much with colors also. So this was a bit experiment with that. But this is so many colors. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's uh, all all kinds of different pens and um, yeah. And you never work with colors. No. No. Yeah. I I have tried to make some paintings. It's maybe hard. ten years. Ten years ago and okay. super hard yeah. with the paintings, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I've never felt like so certain about what which colors to pick. But um yeah it's it's good it's good uh, exercise also. So how but, do you but, choose for these ones? Do you like um, know which colors you like together, or is it very intuitive along the way? I mean, actually, a friend told me that I've, I'm using these colors a lot, like yellow, um, a bit brownish, and red, mm. and green. Mm, okay. And that was not like something I have thought out, but it, <laughs> it, it kind of when I look at them now, it's it kind of like you can see those colors coming mm. back a lot. But um, mm. also, we were in a second hand, and Philip was <laughs> finding uh, colored pencils, and I was like, "Are you going to shop them? You don't know if they're good or bad." And he was like, "No, but it's pencils. It's pencils." And then he bought them. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of pens at this point. Mm. <laughs> so you, you draw at home or do you because you draw fictional things so you don't sit in the cityscape and like look at something and draw it no no I don't do that and do you draw at home or yours is tiny notebook so do you like to like bring sit and draw like I, actually I, I have been drawing mostly like lying down <laughs> like, uh, so do you lie down and have um, the the notebook the on like uh, on a flat surface in front of you, no, or do you like hold it up in the air? <laughs> no, no, just the bed. Okay. And um, yeah, like super close. So I was a bit like afraid when I when I also put them out of the notebooks. Like, how would they look like? You know, from a distance. Mm, yeah, because they are quite small, but then they are people really have small. to go close. Yeah, I think that's also what that that's maybe how they are supposed to be viewed. Mm. And I think it's also, I don't know if it comes from, I've been, when I was in, in the printmaking department at, at Kova, I was um, doing quite a lot of these like etchings and stuff, you know, where you put like this small needle on this um, copper plates and stuff. And I think like that's like maybe the, the, the print maker in me or something that's I, I don't know I like to like when I do I, I like to get like absorbed into this small world so how long do you spend on one drawing uh, it depends but I think uh, what was interesting with this was that I, I kind of like uh, 
I have never done like work like this like in a notebook and that they are like as I said earlier that like they kind of like uh, uh, the 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 dry pastel like kind of colors and make a negative and actually like after I mean I've been working on them like for a year I guess mm. and uh, the the pictures actually start to change after a while and get like more and more messy in a way mm. yes because the pages keep yeah. like uh, grinding a little bit yeah. onto them and I keep like I, a, lo a lot of them I have like come back to so I don't like I maybe do a little bit there and a little bit on the next page and this mm. so they kind of like become something else after a while they slowly grow into place they slowly grow yeah mm. do you fix them with I haven't done that. Oh, okay. And somebody told me that was not so clever <laughs> because uh, they might actually like uh, color like the the glass yeah. that they are mm -hmm. framed in. But but since they are these frames are quite like um, deep. So then maybe there will just be this collection of dust in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you fix yours, Hilda? Uh, yeah, when the air is sharp, sharp cold, mm, yeah. but not otherwise. For the listeners who don't know, you can buy this like spray called fixative, no? Yep. Yeah, and yeah. it's a little bit like like a hair glue. spray or glue, but then like it's just, you're supposed to spray it on something like a pencil drawings or charcoal drawings so that it creates this uh, fixed surface so that the powder material cannot escape. Yeah. Does it make it shiny? No, no, no. no. It doesn't? No, oh. not in my drawings okay. at least. I was afraid of that. <laughs> uh, once I was using, I was uh, in a hurry, so I went outside to fix uh, their drawing. So then I noticed it was gold. I was spraying with gold paint. <laughs> like spray paint? Yeah. So then your drawing disappeared. No, no, it's, it's a gold spot on it. So. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Mm. Would you just grab the wrong can? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess it, it happens. I think you can use hairspray actually. I yeah. think it yeah. works. I don't, uh, maybe it but gets maybe too sticky. Yeah, and smelly, maybe. No, no, but I'm thinking that it, it might not fix in the same way. It might create this like sticky surface that could like Probably. collect dust or mm. I don't know. I have used the uh, hairspray back in the days, but it's more that the, it becomes more wet. Mm. Oh, okay, so yeah. you risk the paper yeah. bending and. Yeah. Do you use nice paper for you for your drawings? Uh, like because Philip no. always said that it's like choosing the nice notebooks and um, I use ninety grammars, so uh, it's good paper. Yeah, it's it's not what you buy in a supermarket, but it, it's drawing paper. Yeah, it's from uh, drawing. That's shop. actually a tip I can also say for listeners if they want to buy. When I buy the, you can buy. <laughs> this is not an advertisement, but you can buy like a, you can buy really cheap notebooks in this format that I have been drawing in. From it's called they are called Talens, and it's actually very good quality. Is it also acid-free? It's acid-free, but it's really cheap. Mm. So they cost like four euros each. But that is and very I cheap. Mean, 
it, it looks like uh, better than this, like, you know, expensive like this. You can buy mole skin and this yeah, kind of thing. I have like, a mole skin. Me too. But, um, yeah, that, that's... Uh, as long as it's acid-free, I think, like, you shouldn't worry too much. Mm. Yeah, so... I'm not so worried about, like, you know... I think it's also, like, some... Uh, well, I went this material course at, at, at our school. And um, um, there is all these warnings like that you cannot do this and you should use fixative and blah blah blah. But I think like uh, um, I don't know. I think it's like nothing lasts. I mean, you can also just make art. But since you took the material course, maybe you can explain to the listeners why is it that it's important with all this acid-free paper and fixative and stuff. Yeah. Acid-free paper is, it basically means that uh, there is some acid in, in like sheet paper, which I don't know why they put it there. It's part of the bleaching process, I yeah, guess, or something yeah, like right, this. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's like, but, yeah. But it, but it kind of like, um, it, 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 uh, it, it, it basically like yellows the paper. And also if you like stick photographs to mm. a paper with acid and it can mm. like over time destroy your photographs and stuff. Yeah. Not in like 10 years, but in a hundred yeah. years maybe or... Yes, so. it's, the, it's like it gets weakened by sun, I think. Mm. Yeah, so it's all about archival reasons and trying to make art that will last as long as possible because what in the case that you actually become super famous and that your works are still popular in a hundred years then if you make them all on super cheap paper like they will deteriorate and yes yeah the value is going down yeah or going up if all your works start like disappearing and you actually are famous <laughs> technically the value will go up on the few works that you could afford to make on nice paper yeah, yeah. yeah i have actually uh, <laughs> i have a friend who is a photographer and she makes disappearing uh, oh, pictures. Oh yeah, self-destructive. I mean, yeah. I've made like photo things when I still used to print on my own inkjet printer on photo paper. I made one piece, for instance, that I had to print so many photos for it. Um, like 200 photos maybe, and then I sewed them together on a sewing machine. Mm. So it's a really big work. And so I thought I buy cheap as photo paper because I can't afford the really mm. expensive one for such a large, like it was two square meters, the piece. Yeah. And then I realized over time, this super cheap photo paper keeps taking in light. Mm -mm. So it is slowly turning red until yeah. the image is completely disappearing and just yeah, it's like yeah. bleached red. But it's happening way quicker than with old photographs. You have seen it sometimes with old photographs that mm -hmm. they all turn like orange or red. Yeah over 50 years, this happened like very fast. So mm. this is a massive piece I made that cannot be shown because every time I take it out, it mm. sucks in more light and it slowly mm. disappears. So now it is just packed down. I have documented it, but not even like early after I realized that it was slowly turning red. So it's not even, there's no proper documentation of it from when it was the right colors. And now it's just this work that I can never show it. Or if I do, it will get destroyed. Mm. It's just like, whoa, such a weird ambivalent situation mm. to have this large work that can never be seen. Yeah. 
like this is the last mm. first and last show but it's so many work hours I mm. should have just bought better paper yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe it can be part of the whole experience yes it could but it mm. was not planned that way yeah. so I don't know like that was not a conceptual decision I made mm. <laughs> but yes a lesson for later if you're gonna put like a lot of hours into something maybe make sure that it at least can last an exhibition mm. um, so all of these works now they were exhibited for what a month or? yeah a month are they going to be exhibited again or was that it or what is the destiny for them now they're all in frames and take up way more space than they did before <laughs> well I think I'm going to hang them in my apartment. All of them? Yeah. Wow. I had them like that before the show and now I like my apartment is totally empty and it feels oh. a bit like yeah. I'm <laughs> sad. So, but yeah, I will put them up there for now, I think. But I don't know. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Mm. And of course, like now the frames are made so you can also of course take them out. It's very like easy to to take this out. Mm. It's just made like this. Oh, yeah. Did you sell any of them? Yes, we sold. Philip sold. <laughs> uh, you sold also? No, it's a question if it's sold. Ah, okay. But you said before they were very expensive. Yeah, I think they are. <laughs> expensive? <laughs> expensive. Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't take so high price. I think I... Or did you? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's difficult to price your own work. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But I also have two here, actually, which was like... Uh, people reserved them, mm? but I have not heard back from them. Oh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's, uh, that's something I thought about actually, like, uh, because we put like, uh, or I did at least, I put like these red dots. Mm, whenever they were reserved? Yeah, or like green dot or whatever. Or sold or... Yeah, but I was thinking like, should I do that in the future? I mean, that's not what you do, that's not like what they do in like super fancy galleries, I think. Because, like, I was also thinking, like, maybe somebody else would have bought them. You know? I mean, usually I think the red dot is when the... And maybe it is for reservations also. Yeah. Reservations. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, because there was a dot there, maybe yeah, somebody maybe else someone... would have bought them. Yeah, so true. I was thinking maybe I shouldn't do that. But it does make you seem more popular, you <laughs> know, when true. it's one of the degree shows That's in true. school. That's and then true. one artist has sold already, like, half of their works on their opening day. And you're like, oh parents. my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe to the family members, but they seem really popular and so the scouts from the industry actually coming to see these things That's I don't true. know if that was me and I saw like wow this artist has already sold everything I don't yes. know I don't really work commercially like this but I it does have an effect on me when someone has a lot of red dots it's yeah. like poof they yeah. are gonna make a lot of money yeah yeah it's a good question oh, but it does go well with the salon style to actually like that it is a 
yeah. commercial yeah. market that Very they good. are hanging there so that you can see them and buy them because aesthetically putting mm. red dots next to your work also mm. it creates like it, a visual element yeah 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 mm. yeah i mean it's like if someone falls in love with your art piece and wants to buy it it's a relationship that's established and mm. Mm, the cash is just symbolic way of changing home, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and sure. pay for rent. Yeah, you, you <laughs> pay your rent. way of paying for life. <laughs> yeah, you buy some bananas with the cash and that's it. Then. Yeah. Yeah, I have sometimes swapped artworks yeah. with other friends who are mm. artists. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. nice. Be like, I like your work, but I cannot afford it. Can I mm. give you something mm. in return? Yeah. But, um, so back to this whole, so there is this whole thing in Finland, like with the Swedish and the Finnish. And um, so traditionally, uh, the Swedish population here in Finland is sitting on a lot of the funds a lot of power and a lot of politics and a lot of finances and like important posts in society. Mm -hmm. So there is a little bit of this like financial benefit to being a Swedish Finnish person, right? Mm, there mean, are some if you want to apply for grants. Yeah. There are some grants and some schools and stuff that you can only apply for if yes. you are like yeah, yeah. Finn Swedes. Yeah, or it's fucked up. So, do you two also benefit from that here, or are you not Finnish enough to fit into that category? You mean Swedish enough? You are quite Swedish, both of you, but uh, do you get to benefit from like being Swedish in Finland, or like... Um, mm? I mean, I'm so bad at applying for grants, so I haven't benefited so much. Okay. <laughs> but um, maybe I, I could. Yeah. So... That's, um, but I think like you can apply for what is it called? The Swedish, uh, Svenska Kultur yeah, I think you can, Swedish culture I think you can apply for that if you're Finnish, also. Okay, yeah, I think so. I, think I know so. somebody who has got it at least. Okay, yeah, but maybe they, they like, um, uh, what should I say? Maybe they like uh, prefer Swedish, or like you know that you have some kind of advantage if you're Swedish. Mm -hmm. I think I know in the in the in the application you're supposed to write like how does this like benefit the Swedish culture in Finland? Or yeah. Something. Like what are you supposed to answer? How then? is it connected to the Sweden? Yeah. Fin yeah. Finnish Swedish. Mm -hmm culture and environment mm. yeah but I got two grants from uh, um, Finnish Swedish institutions for this exhibition okay so you did actually benefit yeah. from your yeah, dual I, position I used yeah. my language and I hoped for for the grants and I got it and uh, I was surprised because I don't get the grants from the Finnish institutions and um, so I was happy and now I need to report to them how it went and mm. what we did and, and send some photos and yeah I have never done that but um, 
I think usually yeah. it's quite basic. It's like it sounds more scary than it is. Mm. Uh, so it is just like giving the financial report that then needs to add up to the projected budget that you got approved before. They need to like add up and then they want to see a few photos and you just like explain how it went in a little like letter kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's very it sounds very formal, but it's like it's actually very mm. like it's not so big. Yeah, yeah, I was a bit surprised I got the grants, but um, and I was also for a film script applying for a film script, but I didn't get that money, and I had a meeting with them and asked about like why I didn't get the grant and to face the people behind it's always good for the fear which I'm having towards this kind of institutions and mm. oh was that the same foundation that now gave you money yeah oh that's yeah. interesting yeah so why did they give you for this project and not the other did you get uh, a response yeah and they said that my CV or my film uh, portfolio was too old. Oh. So <laughs> their works were too old. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. With the film industry, it is a little bit like everything is within two years of production. Mm, yeah, this was 10 years, so... Yeah, it's like the same at film festivals. You can mm. rarely show anything that is like older than within two years of yeah. production date. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a reason, and also the connection to the Swedish, Finnish, Finnish Swedish uh, uh, field was also blurry for them. But this, the drawings had a clear connection. Um, I guess so because I got the grant. So that's nice. Yeah. Maybe it's, did you write in the application that you wanted to hire Philip also? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> so it's like, I have a Swedish artist here. <laughs> yeah, I said it's a cooperation between us. And, yeah. yeah, I also got the grant. That's nice. So. so, but then, did you have to pay rent in the gallery? Yeah. So the grant covered the rent? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, otherwise it's also you have to sell a lot of drawings mm. to pay off this yeah. rent stuff. Yeah talked a little bit with Owen in the last episode about this uh, where we were in asbestos and their rent is fairly low but there is still a rent but he, this gallery that you were in is in the center of the city it's the more expensive addresses mm. yeah yeah I think it's a difficult game in in Finland how is it in in Denmark I think it's not so common that people have to pay rent these galleries do exist but yes. more often it's like um, the gallery takes a commission, mm. but it's not it's not the same style that it's always that artists have to pay these insane rents yeah. for spaces and then that the places often take commission on top. Yes. Did, did Tila also take commission from your no. side? No. no. Okay, that's at least something. Yeah, that's... that's a, uh, Tila is an artist-run gallery, so mm. it's really... But uh, they exhibit mostly themselves, so mm. they have so you a... You have to be part, like a member yeah, of yeah, the gallery. Yeah, mm. but you can also apply there mm. now. 
So you can always send in an application because it's not always they want to have their spot. Mm. But yeah. um, I felt they were pretty kind there. Or they were kind there, so in the gallery, like, let us be. And they didn't care about anything we did, kind of. <laughs> or, like, they, they um, didn't... Uh, actually, I'm very happy because, like, the last day I was supposed to guard the exhibition, the, there was, like, an alarm all of a sudden going off. And I was like, what's happening? And I was just staring at that alarm, like, what is this alarm, like... Uh, like a fire alarm? or Yes, it was a fire alarm. Okay. And then I, like, uh, turned around, and then I had... I just saw this, like, uh, smoke coming up <gasps> from the stove, or what is it called, the space. From what? Uh, from the, from the, like, I had, I had accidentally, like, touched this, you know, uh, the... T- what is it called? Stove. Stove. Okay. Stove. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was like a plastic bag. Oh no. Burning. Oh, so you actually had caused it. I had caused it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh oh. Yes, it, it was quite. Did the fire department shocking. come? No. Okay. But uh, there was like a neighbor coming. Okay. But that doesn't cost money. It's very expensive I, if the fire I, department uh, has to come. I haven't thing. heard anything. No, no. But okay, that's good. I, but it was quite scary. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what you said, you were happy because they didn't notice, or because they didn't care, or? No, I mean it was it was. Um, yeah, I I like I put it out to fire, like or like, <laughs> it was like okay, but uh, <laughs> um, I think it 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 won't, but it was scary, like it was scary. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, I need to not. I don't know. I got like quite a lot of shifts there, and I was working night also, so I was like really like zombie. And then, but yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I hope they are not listening to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they might if you post it somewhere. I mean, because. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, but they would have noticed now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you no, had destroyed no, I was anything. Like, I was like opening windows. And yeah. Stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, well. Uh, this uh, light, tube light, in, has really become like exponentially louder throughout <laughs> the whole mm. recording. Yeah. You said it when yeah. we started, maybe the lamp soon will start making noise. In my studio, it's the same. They are like okay. super loud. So yeah. I don't use them. Do you work in this? Um, sometimes, yeah, because I don't have a light here. Mm. But then um, uh, my colleague has a light okay. there. Because it's very so loud. Should it we? Is. Should I turn? No, it no, off? it's fine. It's just like I, I noticed that you said it, yeah. and then it just like gradually became louder and louder. Yeah. But yeah. it fits with the trashy industrial building. Mm. I think. Yeah. But you told me you're gonna move out from here. Yeah, they uh, uh, not erase the rent, but they. <laughs> that would have been wonderful. <laughs> yeah. No, they, like they increased the rent. Increased the rent, yeah. So insanely with, much. With the nine percent, which is quite a lot of raise, like a rent increase in one time. I think usually it's like. 
2% a year or something, right? A yeah. maximum of 5 yeah. or something, but 9% in one go is a lot. Yeah, it's much. So yeah, then so. you can't afford to be here anymore? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. Let's see where I will head. Mm. Mm. I think it's quite common that a lot of these industrial spaces that artists have been allowed to use, like, oh, we don't bother to renovate, so you can keep them cheap, and then people are still getting pushed out by rent increase yeah. in Denmark as well. Mm. Yeah, it's not so nice. Where will we go in the end? Mm. Yeah. Um, is there anything that we have forgotten to talk about or mention, or are there any thing you would like to ask or include or I mean I think it's 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 very hard to, to like um, explain like how an image actually looks like um, but um, or our our drawings and stuff <laughs> but mm. um, yeah you can explain I, more of them if you no, want if you feel like we didn't convey it properly well, no, but I think that, uh, yeah, maybe we should like mention something about like where we can actually look at our art. That's really good. Yeah. Do you have <laughs> websites or yeah. social media that you want people to be able to find? Hilda has at least. Yeah, I have a homepage <laughs> and I have an Instagram and I have a Facebook page and, or not the Facebook page I have my own account there and uh, yeah so you can say them like what is your website name we can also link it in the notes yeah, but okay. it's good to also say mm. it um it's called uh, drawing all day long blogspot.com ah so it's only for the drawing projects yeah that's nice yeah mm. yeah yeah it's great blog yeah and the instagram yeah it's in my name Okay. And I will get an Instagram this month. Then you can say it if you know what it's going to be called. Yeah, just uh, my name, Philip. Okay. Because, I mean, it will be more than a month until this episode is published. Ah, okay. Well, then it will be available. Then. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Mm. Yeah, but it is difficult to explain visual art yeah. with words, which is like mm, one of the... Mm. What, it was one of my starting points mm. for this whole podcast mm. that I thought it would be interesting to yeah, do it's, it. It's very good. And yeah. it also means that um, everyone will see your drawings in their own way. Mm. You know, everyone will put their own imagination mm. onto yeah. your words. And so you have now created all these new works in people's minds mm. that everyone will um, have their own unique idea of what we are talking about, mm -hmm. which I think is a little bit interesting. It's yeah. like uh, interactive, so relational mm -hmm. aesthetics, yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah. Unique experiences of mm, art in the mind. <laughs> <laughs> But thank yeah. you so much for thank sharing and uh, thank you for this whole post-post uh, situation that we could still do it even though my December like got swallowed in itself and and we didn't... I'm sorry I didn't get to see the exhibition but I've seen a few photos and now I've seen more drawings so 
Mm. Mm, I have an idea of what I've been missing out on, mm. which is always good. <laughs> yeah, thank you for showing up. It was nice to visualize with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank you for listening to those out there. Um, yeah, okay. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Thank, thank you for, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. it.